um, we basically have been sitting in this practice room <laughs> for the last hour talking about what to record, and we could have had a. We, I mean, we should have been. We should have been rolling. Yeah, because we got. But but we think we got it. Right, and just to let you know, our podcasts are not totally scripted. I don't know if you knew that, but we do have our bullet points. Similar to our teaching style. Yeah, we know where we want to go. We have a lesson plan. Start the timer. Okay, we know where we want to go. Yes. Do we know how we're going to get there? No. No. But hopefully we have enough tools in the bag, or enough caffeine in the stream that we could make it work. We, and we typically do. Right. Um, So, bouncing back with these ideas is, well, one, part of the process, and two, why we enjoy doing this. It's fun. It's good. So we are we are officially in August today. Uh, and that means that means let's see the S C H O O L word is coming back. S C H O O. We'll get it in a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as you had told me the, I think like last week you said you know one of the nice things about being a and teaching in the summer is that you don't get the the school scaries going back to school and right now we're fine. We're fine. We're and, fine. And school starts two weeks for t- from tomorrow for Concord mm-hmm. Community Schools. And we've already been up through the summer scaries. We have. It's you over. Know, so if you're not teaching summer school or you're not a coach or a band director, right now you're looking at that lonely calendar, which is just weeping tears. It is. Going, nine days left. Nine days left. And you're counting it down. And we're going... I have today off. I don't teach till 6 p.m. tonight. I have the weekend off. This is great. This is just It's like a little summer vacation like every day. It's good. That's great. So by the time school comes in, you're like, hey, I'm going to be inside for a while. This is okay. This is okay. Wow. Air conditioning. That sounds nice. So you and I are kind of enjoying our last bits of the the summer morning freedom because, you know, we're working nights this week. But um, You get up before noon? Most... Most days, That's it's true. So, yes, great. it's true. great. Um, and some of the things that I've, I'm going to be missing is my pour over coffee thing. I've got my little setup. You've seen it. I've seen it. It is a quite a process. It is, but I, I one enjoy the process, and two, I'm really into the pour over taste. It's very, it's just, it's so bright, and you don't get any of like the oils that's in the drip coffee. But once school starts, I do that. Wait, and once school starts, you're going to go back to the oils. To uh, to oils, drinking oil. No, that's not good for my skin. What's I do the drip coffee because I program it. I, I do your thing. Uh, so yeah. you wake up six thirty five. Paper filter or metal? Paper. Yeah. Metal is not no. Watch it. Watch it. I, I use paper. A, number two filter. Yeah. I'm a number four guy, but you know you do you. So I'm I'm digging that, and then I'm I'm digging hanging out in the yard. Did get to mow today. Did the did the little good? weed whacking. It it was nice. So. And now I can go home tonight after band is done, and like if I wanted to appreciate it, it will be dark when you get home. I do have lights in my backyard. It is That's the 21st true. century with electricity, so. And you'll probably walk up and down the sidewalk. At least five times, just to spite you at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay. you? Okay. Um, okay. So my days, my boys are home. Both of them are home. And so that's at like a different RPM in the house. Okay. Sometimes faster, sometimes slower. Uh, more calories are consumed because they're uh, growing boys. And um, so things like um, uh, loading up the water softener. What a pleasurable yep, experience. Yep, it's good when you have um, young men in the house that can carry that stuff down. And your you know? kids are buff. They're, they're, you know, they go running and jogging and weightlifting and play basketball every day. So 
we're doing that um, taking care and then um, spending some time uh, with my family and, um, and my parents and then I did get to spend some time on a lake on Saturday which was good which was like king of the raft with Adam and Jacob my sons and then Kathy watching and your, your and dog my dog Oliver who's 70 pounds and then us three guys on the raft plus the dog and we're just yard sailing all over and dropping sunglasses and just the dog is scratching us and I look like I've been beat up and um, so but that's been summer that's been good it's been fun stay up at late at night when I get home which is not my jam but I'm still pretty you know awake from practice sure. or rehearsal so I usually have some fruit and then uh, watch the office but today you but got today, to spend some time in the yard. Yeah, um, the yard. We are going somewhere with we this. Are, we are. We are. Okay. We got a lesson plan, okay. actually. So the yard has been a source of fun and a source of recreation, but also a source of some struggle over the years. Some money no, thrown into sure. it. Some time, some not time. Um, so, but this year, for some whatever reason, it's my fault, but... It's the reason is me. the The problem is there is a good deal of there are a good deal of weeds in my yard, especially on the edges near the, the sidewalk and the street. We live in a city block, so there's like a boulevard in front of us. So there's more weeds than usual, and the weeds like to grow. They don't grow like vertically; they grow horizontally. So they spread, spread out. Yeah. So then they come out under your under your um, concrete, and then when you mow, you can't get to them, and they're just like this, you know, just taking over. It's like Normandy Beach. They're just it's they're just coming over. Look, so right. they're just so you gotta get rid of it. And so today, then I had to get some new wire or some new trimmer line. So got the trimmer going, and you know, and it looks better. But still, the weeds are there. The edge is there, but the weeds are still there. Okay, so you got me thinking about weeds, right? Now, weeds most time are green, right? True. Crabgrass in this part of the country is yeah. like a they can blend in great with the... weekend warrior enemy, right? <laughs> so um, weeds can um, kind of wreak havoc on your yard, and it and uh, when then when you pull them up. It leaves a bare spot or a non-green spot or if you get that thing called roundup or whatever you use and you spray it if it does kill the weed but then you have a brown spot then you got to pull that up in the grass so it depends on how many weeds you have and how you're going to take care of it okay and even if you have 99% grass the thing you're looking at and noticing is that 1% weed because you just want to Right, and you want to go up there and just like rip it out right. and uh, just take care of it, but then, you know it'll damage. Stuff. But then also, I kind of got to this is kind of embarrassing. I got to a point where I was like, oh, just forget it. I can't do this anymore. Like, what? I just I can't make my life just chasing something. No, because all I do is weed, mow, mow, weeds, and all this mow. stuff. So I, I just didn't want to be uh, that guy that was like consume. I don't know. And people eye you as they're walking past your lawn. They're like. Hmm this guy we exactly take care of his weeds. Like, move along there frankie move along okay <laughs> and don't let your dog go in my yard okay so um so anyway i did spend time out there today and then i think jacob and i are going to get after it tomorrow too doing some more edging and mm -hmm. just you know taking care of those things so the interesting things about weeds 
is that you can you can uh, keep the weeds there. They can overtake the yard, but then your yard is no longer grass, it's wheat. You can decide to pull the weeds up, but when you pull the weeds up, it can also pull the good grass with it. And it looks bad with the, the dirt that you're leaving behind. You leave dirt, and then when fall comes and it rains, oh, then that becomes a mud patch. Yes. Right? Yes. So, um, apparently, and I, those of you that are lawn care experts can you know, probably testify to this, but the best way to um, ensure that your yard does, is not being taken over by weeds is by using something called pre-emergent. Tell me about pre-emergent. Funny you should ask, Jeff. You go into any one of your um, home care stores, like Lowe's or whatever, and they always have like the you know the pick of the day, like what kind of stuff, what kind of deadly chemicals you should put on your yard, right, to sure. take your life away. Um, so you go. Um, that they say the best time to feed your yard is like in the fall, after the growing season is done. To prepare it for the year to come. Right. So okay. then, like you kind of do like a late fall, early winter, or something that goes into the ground. And then in the early, then all the way through to the next part of the calendar year, like maybe around April 1st, when the frost is uh, maybe uh, April, May, in there, you put in that pre-emergent weed killer. So it kind of goes in down into the soil and it, it nips out or um, poisons or whatever it does, eradicates any like growth underneath in the ground. So it doesn't have a chance to come up when it gets warm. And then it also fertilizes the grass that's growing. So if you get to a point where you have weeds, they usually show up like the big boys, like the, the crabgrass guys are like, hey, let's party in your yard starting July 1st. That's when they come up. But if you're focused on the weeds in July, that probably means that you didn't set it up well in late fall or early spring. And if you're trying to get your little spray bottle of Roundup in July or August, even worse, yes. it's too late. It's too late because you could probably kill the weeds, but you're going to kill your grass and you're going to have a lot of um, dead spots in your yard that are not even green. Right. So for those of you that are above average, most of our listeners are, you're thinking, huh, I bet these guys are going to talk about weeding today. It is the name. Well, we haven't titled it yet, but it's called weeding. It's called weeding. Okay. And disclaimer, as we like to do, because we like to invite uh, students and teachers and parents and business leaders. business leaders of our community, is that weeds are not a specific, um, uh, like a, it's not like a bad person or a bad thing. I think it's all weeds and um, being something green and fruitful like grass or corn. We can all be like nourished plants or we can go through parts of our life that we feel like we're weeds and sure. we're kind of like choking out things. Right? Switch day to day, moment yes. to moment, yes. year to year. Right. And so since we work with students, we know that sometimes our our garden of classrooms need a little bit of weeding and maybe help um, prepare the soil with the pre-emergent about um, classroom culture and expectations and building up relationships and knowing our content and knowing our students and knowing our teaching to make sure that the ground is fertile and um, ready to grow grass or whatever it is and that the negative, the weeds, don't have a chance to um, flourish. flourish. And teaching 
while we are literally teaching concepts to our students, part of being a teacher is managing. And we're spending a lot of times in our classroom managing the students, managing the temperature. And we find it helpful um, to use this kind of imagery mm -hmm. with, with the weeds. And, and again, this is not like a derogatory no, thing, it's but it's, just, it's a tool for us as teachers to think of how we can best fertilize our our class and in, in so to speak so that they can flourish yes. and that the good good crops come up and we can minimize the the harmful and minimize I like that yes. minimize the harmful and the one thing that we know and we'll say this every year is that as soon as you pull out one weed another one replaces it yeah and <laughs> you you might you might be afraid to say like wow this is like this is the year like I've got like a really good class and kids and and there's like this kind of like um, tugging in inside that's saying like don't don't a guarded yeah a guarded like, um, I don't want to say it right I don't want to speak it because I know as soon as I say it you jinx it and it's and something else will come up and right you you might have a group of uh, twenty piano students you're like gosh this is the best one yet I mean this this group of kids this is awesome and then like something happens over those 18 weeks where somebody gets more confident and maybe has a negative slant or maybe they have some behavior that kind of um, spreads to the group and you're like, no, oh, I thought it was it. Turn off your ringer, Steve. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's something that we find helpful to us. And I think something that definitely is interesting to me and I'm sure is interesting to you is how can you be the best gardener yeah. in your room? Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's like, a, I mean, it's, it's a puzzle, yeah. but I think it's fun. And it's fun because you can, you can use the personalities in your room as your fertilizer, as your preen, as your yes. pre-emergent. Right. And, and that's something that we get to do that's fun for us as the, as the gardener, right. or the manager, or the teacher, and that helps us be better at our jobs, helps the kids be better at learning, and it helps the kids just be better people right. when all is said and done. Right. And, and then creating that classroom environment where the the system, the ecosystem Ooh. is look at that is is working, right? And there there's growth and there's decay and there's growth and decay. And I think um, going back a few episodes, you had talked about like marching band, like being on the field. You had maybe talked about this um, similarly, but with a different analogy using chess pieces. Mm -hmm. right? Yes, yes. And and so, um, but. I think I think the idea of like the weeds and the seeds and the harvest and the um, like what you want your yard to look like, what you want your classroom to look like, what you want your band to look like, what you want your business to look like, um, is that I think it has to come with the expectation that you have to offer yourself like a sense of grace or just like okay that it's not perfect, and that there's it's natural for there to be infiltrating weeds that that's a part right. of the process because if you don't have weeds you have turf right <laughs> that's not grass that was good i just came up with that on the fly i'm proud of that one you have turf yeah. right with little rubber beads of shredded and they tire get stuck in your shoe right for exactly and it's hot and it sweats no, so yeah it's um right but i think that's so maybe um there's um some people enjoy like just working in the yard and enjoy kind of working with those um, those tools and trying to get that little weed out of here and making this go. 
and then maybe some people are just are totally just like beside themselves like no! <laughs> like on Saturday morning you know yeah, the guy wake up there's up, like right? one little right. dandelion right. yeah so um but like with teaching it kind of offers me a sense of like um peace or uh, not peace but just like assured I'm assured like when if I feel like things are going well going well things are going well got this got this this is going well but all of a sudden thinkum, there's like a little dandelion or like a student behavior yeah. that like got people's attention you're like you're paying attention to that or maybe there's something else that's going on and that affects the temperature of the group i think it's much more healthy for me probably for all of us but for me that that i for me that, that i think oh this is par for the course this is part of the process that there's going to be bumps in the road. And I, I've told you this before, but we live in northern Indiana. We're just down the road from Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has a long, proud tradition with football. And many years ago, their coach in 1988 was Lou Holtz. He talked like this. He had a lisp, right? And he was a master motivator. He's now a commentator in ESPN. He's up in years. But um, he had this idea that um, each football season, there were going to be three substantial setbacks. Substantial. Right. So as a coach, maybe your quarterback breaks his clavicle. Maybe a lineman gets suspended. Maybe there's a uh, fire on your practice field. I don't know. But there's something that there's three things um, that would happen that would maybe kind of get you off the track. Now, I don't think that it is meant to be like three is a hardened rule i think it's more the concept like okay things are going well and you can build it just how you want it and and get everything's going but don't be surprised when there's a weed and don't overreact and plan for it right and it, you know that totally makes sense and and that's something that we have to be careful of as teachers especially working with a large program um kind of want to set the stage just to so everyone's kind of on the same page as, as Steve and myself as, as we're looking at this but um, there's kind of a rule of like 10% 80% 10% that Dr. Tim Lazenizer came up with okay. in in most groups and you could use class you could use a business whatever 80% of the group is pretty malleable okay they will they will kind of go with the flow whatever's going on 10% of the group is like, are like the go-getters and they're the ones that are right with you, you as a leader and saying what do you need what can we do let's get this going the other 10 percent is kind of the other side of the spectrum the more the naysayers that can kind of be bumps on the log and say ah, okay i'll do it so you've got you've got this whole spectrum and if you think of this as, as the garden you know you got 80 percent of your of your grass 10 percent maybe the flowers the stuff that makes it look nice and then there's 10 percent that's weeds the grass can take over the weeds kind of at any point. And as you're managing your class, your group, gardening, you're kind of taking a constant scope of just what the yard looks like. And you're trying to keep the numbers in check. And I mean, obviously, if you could get to 100% flowers or 100% grass or whatever, no weeds, I mean, that's great. But we know that the weeds are going to be there. So the weeds are going to come up. We know that because we have a yard. The question is, how do we as the leader deal with the weeds? Mm -hmm. 
And I think this goes back to one of the first things we talked about, you and I, in the, in the four quadrants. Mm -hmm. And we said, we talked about a public hug where you can be nice to somebody that needs, needs some love. Um, private hug, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, really like that you did this. And you can do that with weeds. You can do that with the flowers. You can do that with the grass. You can do this with anybody. Mm -hmm. And then you can do the private nudge mm -hmm. and pull them aside and say, that was not a great choice. Mm -hmm. Don't do that again. Or a public nudge if you need to and do it in front of people. There's a fifth choice that, I know, fifth choice that we, I don't know if we talked about, is that you do nothing. Hmm. And... And, okay. and I don't necessarily mean ignore it because that's like a, a passive action, but sometimes, and I'm sure you've done this in your teaching where you see something you don't like, you're not going to address it right away. Mm. Because there is a chance that the, the flowers in this situation or the grass could overtake the weeds. And that's such a better outcome than you going up to the weed and yanking it yourself. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I didn't tell you this in our little debrief beforehand, but there was a moment yesterday. This wasn't really a behavior thing, um, but I think I w wish I didn't address it. And, I, I'm, and that kind of got me thinking about this, is that that, and, and this was not a weed. This is not really a weed, but sometimes I think leaving something alone is the right. choice. Well, and then so taking it back to the, the garden, the grass, is that the hope with a strong lawn is that weeds feel like they're not welcome because the grass collectively binds together and doesn't allow those weeds to come up, right? True. So in your classroom, business, culture, or team culture, that you want a culture of high expectations and culture of learning and a culture of um, process that this is how it goes and then if those weeds or outliers, negative influence, try to come up through that, they they don't find room to sprout. And they, and by doing nothing, the idea of just what you said of doing nothing is if you have the strong grass, then the strong grass doesn't allow it to, to grow. Now you got me thinking of a whole other set of things, yeah. is that certain weeds require certain tools. Yes. Sometimes you need the weed whacker yes. to go heavy duty. Right. And then sometimes you need the little hand trimmers yes, that you just yeah. go up and, yep. and dump. Boop. Yep. So, so I think we should talk about, one, how do we apply the pre-emergent? Okay. And two, how do we weed? Yeah. Pre-emergent and how do we weed? So how do we um, set up for planning for that, them not to grow? And setting the expectation for them not to grow, but if they do grow, when they grow, what do we do? What do we do? And probably part of the pre-emergent is how do we make sure that our lawn is fertile for the grass and the flowers? Yes. I think that the first thing that comes to mind, and maybe yours too, but and it goes back to our opening uh, moments of the, of the podcast in our first episode, is the idea of knowing your students. And the students... Um, creating an authentic sense of relationship with the students within the classroom or the um, athletic field, whatever you're doing, but there is a feeling of um, mutual trust. Mm -hmm. um, I would say admiration, but I don't even know if that's necessary. <laughs> I, don't <totally laughs> I don't think that's yeah. necessary. 
Um, but there is a, a feeling of trust and a feeling of acceptance. We've talked about that before, that word before, that um, students feel accepted in our space or your employees feel accepted in their business and that they're, they're okay when they get there. And I do think that is something that does not happen automatically. Like where you live, you may have sandy soil or if you live somewhere else, you may have clay or you may have, um, it's very wet the way the drainage is, you know, that, but you have to work as a leader to get to know the, the people on your team and help um, cultivate and um, help that soil become ready to grow great things. So I think for me, the, the relationships with the students and that makes it so e much easier or and more enjoyable to teach a group of people that you feel like you know yes. at some level and um, just to apply like musical concepts that we're working on or how do we correct certain physical things they're doing with their instruments or marching, but it, that does help. And I, I wouldn't know how to do that in another way. I agree with you. And I noticed that right now, since we're at the early point in our season, mm -hmm. is that I still feel like I don't know my kids that well. Right. And it's hard when you have to weed. And I, I struggle. I mean, I do it because you got to do because it. Because you're talking about maybe freshmen. Correct. That you have that you just started working with three weeks ago, less than a month ago. And then you also have seniors that you've worked with for four years. Right. And right now, I mean, I'm when I'm with my small group of students and we split up, I'm with my older kids. Yeah. And that, I mean, I set it up that way, so sure. I'm doing this to myself, but I really want to be able to hang more with those people. To add to what you said, because I agree with everything you just said, that I, I teach better when I know my kids and I think my kids learn better when I know them. I've started to use or be more focused on the common goal of what we're pursuing, whatever that content is in the class. And I think I've gotten a lot better at making that desirable for my class. And if we know that whenever we get together, that's what we're doing. And that as long as everyone in the room has good intentions, it is a safe space to achieve. And I think that the good intentions is important because some students learn differently than others and I want to give them grace that if they are wanting to do well and, and wanting to approach it the correct way, I'm on their team. And so then it's not me, the teacher with my students, the class, like, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it's the there collaboration. Needs, it's the collaboration. Yeah. Yes, I am an authority figure in the room. Yes, that's a safety thing, but. I'm setting the speed limit, like how fast we're moving, right? But the kids are driving the car. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's, that's what is big for me in, in terms of the pre-emergent. Um, I was gonna tell you too, yesterday, I, I failed every kid every day. I noticed it when I got home and I got kind of sad and I, I miss some kids. Why'd that happen? Because I messed up. I didn't make it a priority and I should have. Well, well, interesting because I told you on the clips before we started recording that I, I started talking to each one of my kids five minutes before rehearsal. I should have been in there 10 minutes rehearsal <sighs> and I, short change some of that but sorry it's a chase it's but it's important so so that's a good well, look you better at, get it going today jack i Your heads are gonna roll i'm i gotta i gotta i don't have time not to that's right so that's that's a look at our pre-emergent 
And for those that have listened to each episode, they probably knew some of that. Um, but the, the weeding, now, now weeding doesn't necessarily mean going up and pulling the weed out. No, which you're not re- removing it totally. No, sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to. That's the choice is, is going just by your hands and pulling the weed out and the dirt gets everywhere. And, and as I kind of alluded to before, sometimes you need to spray. Sometimes you need to clip. Sometimes maybe you plant more flowers around it. I don't know. Right. But you have a lot of options as, as the teacher. And, and right now, we're with our kids, we're away from them more, right? As we're, as we're entering the par- part of our rehearsals where we're in full ensemble, oh, we're, we're, we're away. away right. and, and they're just going to function the way they know how to unless we need to go over there, which sometimes we do. But the, the lawn is, is on its own. And, and the weeding may happen, it may not. And, and that's kind of just however well we prepare the kids to make that happen. So you would say like in full band, you're, we have 220 plus kids out there in the field and there's one adult talking at a time. And then you're maybe on the, the field, the practice field, and then you're watching your, your crew of like 40 kids kind of like a, you know, that are spread out. It could be spread out over 10 to 20 yards, 30 yards. Sure. But you're, you're watching them, maybe from the front sideline or from a elevated point, right. or maybe you're in the weeds, so to, so to speak, but you're watching it. And so then you're, you're like taking um, notice of how the lawn is doing without you there. Correct. Right? Yes. On, t- on top of, you know, the actual teaching part and seeing what's going on is that you're kind of taking all that in. Right. So sometimes you might see a weed. And I don't, I don't know if I want to use marching band as the example for okay. this because I don't know how applicable that is. But the, you know, it goes, it does go back to that quadrant of public, private, nudge, hug. I mean, that's kind of like where you, where I would start, I right. guess. But there can be things that are more, more preemptive than that. Um, and I think it does go back to what you had said, just having that personal relationship. And I think that does play into it. A technique that you, I think I got from you, is that (laughs) if a kid is like, usually it's talking. We'll say like, that's like the the baseline. You just look at him and say, hi. (laughs) Right? That's like, you. I I got that from you. And 10 out of 10 times they get the message. Quick, painless, no dirt left over. The flowers are fine. Right. Right? Sometimes you can take advantage of the flowers, and especially in a group that you've worked with for a long time or that you know better. Mm-hmm. And if the flowers are older than the weeds, mm-hmm. the, those kids, a group of kids, are older, um, you can you can go up to them and ask them to do something. Actually, I think I had um, this might have been a good uh, let's say preen. This was preen. It okay. wasn't as proactive as pre-emergent, but I it was I, I was seeing it popping up in about a week or two okay. but I had um, a group of kids they were kind of hanging to themselves and another, I mean and then like a, a bigger group of kids that were you know doing their thing and, and no one was doing anything wrong I, I, I get worried about the clicks because mm-hmm. I think that that is like weed that's an invitation for weeds weed combos we, nice weed combos 
So I went up to one of my kids and said, hey, why don't you, like, go bring those guys in? And they said, okay. And they did. And and it got better. And, and, and again, these kids weren't doing anything wrong. They were just, like, hanging out on their own. But when you get pockets, yeah. and, I, and this is definitely true in a school setting, but I'm sure true in a business setting, yeah. you get pockets of, of people that, that like to hang out on their own, and it's it, it can become clicky. Clicks aren't bad. I mean, that's, like, part of, like – it's Human natural yeah right? social circles that's fine but it can lead to certain negative things and i when we're in rehearsal in class i want it to be anti-click yes when you go eat lunch you're in passing period whatever do your thing click it up click it up but at this point no so that was like an example of me not pulling out a weed I was not clipping it. You were using the flowers to the advantage of the classroom and kind of sharing their beauty. Yes. Right. Sure. Letting them show their their beauty off and kind of that was like a a public, almost a public hug, kind of, but oh, or just a, a, a welcoming that the the students provided. Yes. At your invitation. Yes, and and I think that there's something to this idea of of literally pulling the weed out is that if you the gardener are spraying you're pulling you are damaging the lawn right but if the weeding comes from within the lawn yes because the crop is so yeah. strong you don't damage the yard right, right so if we at any point can use our students to help enforce the yeah, positive yeah, climate yeah. i think that we're on to something and and again, that's not like a laziness thing for my part. That's not a fear that, yeah. of confrontation. That's just, that keeps the integrity of the yard intact. Right. Well, right. okay, so you just also said the, the flowers, you say to a flower, go to this pack of weeds, this this click, and then bring them into the circle. And I, I had that happen last night, and it wasn't, it was bringing in a group of like say 45 students that said come on in here to a circle and talk to me and then it just kind of happened that and maybe this happens in your group too that i know that there's a group of 10 or 15 students that will stand closest to me right right the same same 10 10 or 15 kids stand closest to you and then you got then, the same five or ten then on you the got back the same, right and then when uh, yeah. I say, then I notice that it's taken me a while to figure this out. When I say come closer, the kids closest to me come closer, and the kids stay. And, and I'm like, no, no, no. If I can like reach out and touch you, like you're no, don't come closer to me. What I want is, I want a flower in the back row with their arms open, just coming forward like yes. a snowplow, yes, pushing them into the front row, so we're all clear now let me let me throw this one out there too because on your yard if you live in a city neighborhood where do most of the weeds start sprouting by the sidewalk, by the sidewalk. The, oh we the, probably just clipped the mic that's okay that's, that's okay. good on the edge of the sidewalk wow fascinating because, because there there's more runoff there that's where the snow plow throws all the the salt and all the the dirt and there's more um, traffic there and things get caught in the sidewalk so and where do you plant your flowers huh where do you plant your flowers oh I don't want to mess this up because you're pretty excited about it well we can cut it in post okay where 
closest to your house, right? Oh, closest to the house, right? Right. right. You put a... the, you keep it. Yeah. Oh, oh you don't... boy, this is great. This is, this just, is just great. Okay. This is unscripted. We I, are on. I didn't want to mess that up. Yeah, closest to the house. Wow, we're on. Okay, this is okay. Good. Because so that's where the the weeds are around the edge. Yes, and so that you need to spend more time. Um, cultivating that soil and making sure that your pre-emergent gets on there and then when the when they do shoot up the crabgrass that's where you have to spend time edging and getting rid of those things going on so it's your in your group in your circle there's going to be those kids that don't feel comfortable moving past the sidewalk like come closer to the home using that analogy like be closer to the flowers and I, I that is not a concord thing that is not a teenager thing that is not a music thing. That is, I guarantee if I got together with 30 adults, like at a block party. In fact, I saw that happen. Like I was at a block party this past weekend and they were trying to take a, a photo. And you know, they're like, come on, everybody come on over here. And like, you know, there's like 10, 15 people that were right up front. And then yep. there's like all these other like pirates in the back. Or, yep. Woo! You know, they Same didn't idea. come in. so. And, and for a, you know, a, a school example or a business example, staff meetings. Yes. Right. How many times do you have to say, no, come fill it up right. in the front. Come on. Come on. Right. And, and I've been guilty of that. Too. Absolutely. I've, I've sat in the back. Absolutely. So, and I, I don't want to make it a, um, a, a power thing. Obviously. No, it's Get not. Get up here. It's... Get up here. I'm talking to you. Get up here. No, but creating an environment where students want to come up closer or your team wants to come up closer and um, to feel comfortable and feel more vulnerable. But I don't need the kids in the front getting closer. No. Like that's not, the, no, you no. stay there. Yeah. You bring the outer orbit towards you. So the nice thing about that, because I'm sure that you'd coach the kids through that or you figured it out somehow mm -hmm. to get them where they needed to be, you're training your flowers to be looking out for the weeds. Mm -hmm. And your your weeds, you're you're keeping the closest to you because mm -hmm. you're keeping an eye on that. And right. hopefully, I mean, I don't think these, I don't think the weeds ever think of themselves as weeds. I don't think they do. I don't think they should. It's not really up to them. But no. hopefully, that they're kind of looking for the flowers. Yeah. That they're they're looking for those those kids that are are the ones closest to you. That what right. saying, help me, help me. And and I think that's that's something that you um, you're pretty conscious of is that you're. You set up your flowers with your weeds, mm -hmm. and you've done this before. Like if you mm -hmm. see, I'm, I know you've talked to me about this. You see a kid walking out alone to the practice field or whatever. Yeah. You go up to one of your flowers and you say, "Hey, go walk up with that yeah. kid," yeah. or you walk up with that right. kid. What right. you know, right. it's right. You, you. We've got systems, um, and we do know that the weeds will continue to pop up, but we cherish our flowers. And we you don't take the flowers for granted. No. Though. Wow. Those impatience were beautiful this year. And, right? you know, the other thing you talked about in, in one of the previous episodes was, was the grass. Because sometimes those kids get overlooked. Mm -hmm. And, and we're, we're trying to cultivate, you know, some space for the flowers in that grass. And we're making sure the grass is, is separated from the weeds right. or getting the spray. And if you can manage flowers, your grass, and your weeds, then you're a good gardener. Right, right. And and to make make it known, I think we've been pretty good to be about being transparent about our teaching 
philosophy is that it's not like we're we're not saying kids are weeds. No. Or, you know, like you're a bad kid, you're you're staying in the weeds. Like that I mean, we're just talking about maybe just subtleties and personalities or behavior or just not being a team player and that's something we have to navigate also as adults right about are we are we in the weeds in a negative way are we cultivating a you know a flowerful grassy knoll for people to be with and so we're not um we're not saying bad kid weed you know it's just it's more in the image of cultivating like the best um land and the most beautiful and lush growth that we can have where things want to grow right where you want to be there and you want to nourish it and then like if weeds or problems pop up you're like we're okay we got this yard you know we'll take care of you right and the yard is is pleasant to be in right the yard is good and in our profession i mean we're using this gardening analogy we're every day we spend in our yard and our yard could be a wreck where our yard can be beautiful and if your yard's beautiful you want to spend time there right and and it feeds itself so the the i know the chase of of the perfect perfection is part of the i don't want to say fun but it's it's a challenge and, and you and i enjoy that the the know your the know your teaching know your teaching and, and know your know students. students right that's fun for us but it's also providing these kids with life skills that will transfer and you know something i've noticed this year more i don't know why is the self-awareness as such a big factor of i don't know if it's success for you or for the, for the students because okay. most most teenagers 14 to you know 17 is our clientele do not have a fully developed sense of self-awareness mm-hmm. a lot of adults don't <laughs> i mean that's for many of us that's a lifelong journey and i'm trying still... jack i'm trying good this is actually an intervention for steve <laughs> this podcast is a whole sham i was playing the long game um, there's somebody on the other side of that mirror looking at me <laughs> But the the idea of self-awareness is, I think, pretty applicable to this sense of being a weed. Because if if you look back, if a kid looks back on a choice they made, and and it, we consider that like a weed, they usually agree with you. Right. But for some reason in the moment... <laughs> I'm not a weed, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this right. is going to be bugging. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. No, So I, I want to be able to teach that skill better. Of helping them be self-aware. Yeah, and I don't know how. Or I'm still figuring out. I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily has to do with the weeding thing. But the the flowers are self-aware. Or at least more. Because they're pretty consistently flowers. And they're sometimes they start looking out for the weeds and looking out for the grass. And they're looking, so how can I how can I populate this area here? How how can we help this? How can we spread the flowers? But the the weeds, and oftentimes the grass, don't think that way. Right. Maybe that'll be my my challenge today as I go into this rehearsal tonight. See, how can I... Help students be more self-aware. Yeah. I think I'm going to use the, the image of the sidewalk weeds. And maybe there's some students on the sidewalk and the weeds there that want to be in the yard 
you know, I'm thinking about students that are maybe more um, timid, mm. more shy, sure, not uh, or not comfortable being verbal in a group, sure, and that let them know that they're they're a part of the yard, that you offer your own gifts and your own goodness to the group, that you know you're you're a part of this. And maybe say that to the group. Maybe that would be a more is that your teacher moment tonight? That could be. How teaching. come this is like a co-podcast and you get to take the teacher moment with your kids? You just said what you were going to do. Yeah, but your son's better. <laughs> I don't so, know. You're just better at those stories, man. You're just self-aware, Jack. That's it. Okay. So, well, but that's that's interesting, like this idea of taking, telling the kids, well, maybe the concept of the, the sidewalk weed versus the yard weed. Are you? Because you're almost. It sounds like you're saying that if a kid's if a kid knows that they don't have to be at the sidewalk, are they going to become grass like instantly, or or flower or um, like? Or maybe they think they're a weed because they don't talk or they're they're shy or they're just like timid. You know, maybe they think they're like not part of the group because they're not running and gunning, gunning and laughing and playing their instrument more confidently. And you know, I just want them to know that they're still a valued part of the team they're not like don't think about yourself being on the outside like we, we got you but probably preemptively i would as you like alluded to like talk to flowers like seek out those kids and say you know be a part of this this is one of those things that's like same lesson plan different year yes it's i mean it's easy it's super easy to connect with the talkative kids yep because they talk right but it's a struggle i don't maybe struggle is too strong of a word you have to be more intentional. Oh my gosh, yes. You have to be much more intentional. Much more intentional to reach those kids yes. that are more quiet. Right. Same lesson plan. Different year. A different year, every time. So, okay, just cut it. I'm not using that as my thing tonight. How can we be more intentional with with the, the sideline kids? Sidewalk kids. Sidewalk kids. That's the question? I don't know. I just... I, I think that that's like think that's, that's big it. because because we we think about that all the time right. and and you think about like yep. classes that where you have less time because I mean we have a ton of time in in marching band because yep. we, we rehearse a lot but if you're teaching a piano class yeah science class that you have 50 minutes a day or you know 70 minutes every other day yeah. you see the kids three times or five times in less minutes how can how to be more intentional with those kids and getting those guys in any without taking away from the flowers that want to be with you right gosh that's the question man it's juggling maybe maybe it is maybe it's the it's using the flowers well and you did you did some speed dating in your class we did that's an analogy by the way that is not yeah, it's um, tell us about speed dating. Speed dating is when you line up your students in line one and line two, and they face each other, okay. and you give them a prompt. Say immediately, tell each other, um, answer the following questions. You know, it could be something as um, unfascinating as okay, like last week we did it. Said first and last name. How long have you been playing your instrument? And then, you know, you could throw in something in there. Your favorite Slurpee flavor, or your favorite Jolly Rancher flavor, or the one food you don't like. So the idea is like you give them three or four prompts. You say go immediately because that's all scrambled of kids. It's group one and group two, 50% of the class. They start talking. And as there's more people talking, they have to talk louder. 
because they're like shoulder to shoulder facing each other and it's loud. So there's immediately verbal chaos in the room, which is great. Yes. And then you say, cut! And then the person at the right hand of the line runs behind and they go to the left hand side of the line. Everybody shifts over. Group one stays there. Group two shifts to the right. Repeat. So now everybody has a new partner they're getting to know. And you do your four questions. They're talking, 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 talking. And like, and you run that all the way through that one line, that process. Um, but it, it pairs kids up in uh, unlikely scenarios. Totally random, right? Totally random. You didn't like handpick where kids stand, no. right? So you got a mix of flowers. Well, I, I did. I did like I started with seniors and juniors on one side, and then freshmen, sophomores. So, because so they're they already know each other on those sides, right? So then they're, they're talking familiar, to the right. And the goal, part of that goal, right, is to get the kids a little uncomfortable. Yes. So that they're talking with somebody. And because they, everybody else is uncomfortable, like everybody's doing it, and there's everybody, and then. I think the volume is a part of it. Because oh, yeah. It's like, go, and it's like, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And we've, um, I don't know, I'm, I know other people do this. We've done this in staff development meetings, too. But it, it immediately gets people verbal. And then there's some physical energy to it because you're, like, always shifting around yes. and people are running around. And um, it is kind of a good hype thing. And I've done that with jazz band in the middle of the year, like in February, where I just thought things were a little still and i wanted to shake things up a little bit yeah, and as um, ted lasso would say it's a good day to have class outside it's a good day to have class outside exactly and uh yeah and i think that's a good thing to bring like maybe that's a good thing to bring back into marching band september in the middle of september when it's 90 degrees and you're like been at it for a while and like we gotta change things yeah, up shake the snow globe up right so how long is that that one segment of one kid to one kid so probably like 30 seconds and then boop switch switch and you'll do it for seven eight minutes yeah 16 yep. kids or until yep. they yep. complete the Sometimes, cycle yeah depending on the size of the group like rotate them through but then you get interaction talking about things that maybe do or don't matter but the idea is that it's fun you got to know somebody and maybe that weed that's a little bit more um not as confident is like talking to somebody who's like very verbal and very expressive and like they were okay and they got to communicate those things and they're like hey i remember you and it just least kind of warms the climate of the room a little bit so thinking of that in terms of flower grass weeds mm -hmm. you're you're pairing up weeds with weeds flowers with flowers flowers with weeds grass weeds grass i mean you get every combination yes. there right right and i think in something like that where it's one-on-one -on -one, not to say that a group will win but if you're thinking of which thing will spread yes flowers flowers every time yep so i think that's really powerful and it it's a low stake scenario for those the sidewalk weeds mm -hmm. because they it's just with some somebody else and there's no success or failure on mm -hmm. the line you're just talking about something i don't want to yeah meaningless right what, yeah, right right so so but that's good cuz it gets kids opening up and it gets kids talking with people they don't normally talk to and kind of going back to what I said with the click idea is that you're just breaking that yes. all apart and you're trying to homogenize yeah, you're just your, going you're going through your yard and your flowers and your weeds with a rototiller and just ripping that stuff <laughs> right like no! Right. no but that's true but the the yard is staying intact yeah, because it's it all kid motivated yeah, it is. that that image is is helpful for me right now and I'm thinking how I might want to utilize that 
not necessarily the um, speed dating itself tonight in our rehearsal, but the the concept of of small pairings, mm -hmm. and and I I'm thinking that that's going to be really useful, and I think that now is the time to try and get the the weeds to sprout because oh oh maybe sometimes they're not really a weed, but they're just not sprouted yet. Yeah, they're they're you know they could when they sprout they could just be ablated. They they could, right? They could, or they could be a sunflower. Who knows? Climbing up there. <laughs> so that that's important, and I wanna I wanna take that with me tonight as I move. Okay, so you do have some balloons. I do have something. Look at that. This is great. This is great. This we is got this great. moving. That's good. Okay, well, um, this one's gonna be advertised as weeding. Weeding, and uh, Lowe's. We're looking for sponsorships. So oh if you if you want to give us like a little something something to to help you guys out, Menards will take you too. Yeah, um, Home Depot. Anybody, we'll somebody, we'll take you. Please. That's good. Um, so you, this is um, you, what do you got for the podcast subscribers? Do we have any like raffles? Why am I always the one that has to talk to the subscribers? Okay, if you talk to. I'm sick of. No, I'm just kidding. You go for it. You, we would love to have you subscribe to our podcast. Does he know uh, the handle? Yeah, it's, po it's pods <laughs> underscore cast. Duh. It's chops underscore podcast. And the reels are available on Instagram, and they're also available on TikTok. You can also find us on your Apple podcast store as chops pod underscore podcast, or just chops podcast. And then also, see, I didn't know that. And then also on Spotify as chops podcast. And we would love to have you say, um, pleasant things about our recordings. We've gotten a lot of ratings. Mm -hmm. We have gotten zero reviews. Oh boy! So you guys are great at tapping <laughs> the stars. And right now, I shouldn't speak this one, but we've only gotten five star re reviews. So we're hit. We're batting a thousand right now, which is yeah. great. But can you guys like type something out, please? Yeah. Just like looking at the stars. Just go to just go to Google and say, Google, write a nice podcast review, and just give it to us. And then subscribe, please to well to TikTok to Instagram because that's kind of fun to follow that and to kind of get the word out. It is, it's right? fun. But then also on your um, whatever platform you're listening to your podcast, subscribe. It'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. So we've enjoyed talking to you about weeds and about cultivating um, a wonderful setting for education for team building and. Good. We were all over that sign off. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was okay. good. I feel like I had one other thing that, whatever, put it put, <laughs> put it in a post if it's that important. Okay, so for Steve Peterson and Jack Hinkle, we're out of here.